Hi, welcome to episode 13 of the Shintaido of America podcast. I'm Shintaido instructor David Franklin. So far, we've been talking about, or rather, I've been reading and you've been listening, about the movement discipline of Shintaido itself, its history, background, and origins. The author has discussed military history, fine arts, social changes, and so on. But a key factor that is discussed in this chapter is social relationships. Teaching and learning, sharing knowledge as opposed to mere information, is a profound process that changes the lives of the individuals involved. The types of social relationships that exist in Japan, Shintaido's country of origin, are different than those in the USA or Europe. Logically, this has a powerful impact on how we understand the teaching and learning process. Certainly, volumes have been written about this, but in this episode of the podcast, Aoki shares his insights into this question from the perspective of an author of an entire body of knowledge, a body of knowledge that grew from Japanese soil but has taken root in the USA, Europe, and elsewhere outside Japan. In season one of the podcast, I'll be reading from the book Shintaido, The Body is a Message of the Universe, by the founder of Shintaido, Hiroyuki Aoki. You can find links to this podcast, sign up for our free email newsletter, and find many other resources at our website, www.shintaido.org. That's www.shintaido.org. Okay, ready? Here we go. Chapter 4. To Overcome the Barriers to Mutual Understanding. Shintaido is now gaining popularity overseas, especially in Europe and the United States of America, where it is called art because of its subtle and swift movements. In the spring of 1969, a team sponsored by the French Ministry of Culture and headed by Monsieur Philippe Ferrand visited Japan to collect, document, and introduce the Japanese martial arts to the French people. When they came to see the training, the keiko, of the group that developed Shintaido, the Rakutenkai, they were amazed and excited since it was so dynamic and powerful and, at the same time, so peaceful and calm. It was so different from other budo, or traditional martial arts, that the team could not put the Rakutenkai practices in the same film as the others. Therefore, they decided to introduce this keiko, this practice, in a separate film as the culmination of Japanese martial arts. When the film was shown, one of the spectators, the late Toko Anzawa, a great master of Japanese archery at the time, described his impression of what he saw in this way. Quote, I fully comprehended that in these sequences they were moving in a state of complete mental concentration, where only those who had gone beyond human limitations through practice could enter. Awakening from a reverie in the middle of the film, I tried to shoot an imaginary arrow at them whenever there was an opening, but I finally was unable to let fly a single shaft during the entire duration of the film. I would like to express my sincere thanks to them for making such a wonderful keiko despite their youth." In September of 1971, I went to the mountains of Massachusetts in the USA to a commune called Spirit in the Flesh, led by Michael Metallica, a 20-year-old individual with exceptional leadership qualities. 
about 200 people who shared a back-to-nature philosophy, including older adults and children, were living at the commune. Following up on an address which I had received by chance, I went to visit them at their home, far from cities, carrying one small shoulder bag. I wanted to use them as sounding boards to see their reaction to Shintaido. On that day, almost the whole commune gathered to practice a movement which they had never seen or heard of before. Some were enthusiastic, some in awe, some in tears. This new culture, brought by a stranger from a foreign land, flooded into the hearts of these young Americans who were struggling to live a life of freedom and peace in nature. After a brief introduction to Shintaido, through the basic form of Tenshingoso, each person came up to me to tell me of their strong impressions. This was Shintaido's first day in America. At the Third International Conference of Humanistic Psychology held in Tokyo, August 1972, Shintaido was introduced to psychologists, philosophers, medical doctors, scholars of the first order from all over the world, and it won the highest praise from them, especially with respect to its underlying philosophy. On another occasion, during a demonstration tour of the United States, the late Dr. Alan Watts, who lectured on Oriental philosophy at many American universities, was very impressed, saying, quote, Shintaido will enlighten and redeem the young generation in America today. I earnestly hope you will spread Shintaido in our country, and I will spare no effort to help you achieve this, close quote. Although Shintaido had arisen and developed in modern Japan, I found it was accepted among Westerners without revision or qualification. The martial arts, which had been transmitted vertically from generation to generation, could now be spread horizontally over the entire surface of the globe. Two months earlier, I had attended the summer camp of French Shintaido at Saint-Marie-de-la-Mer in southern France. This group, which was almost a year old, had been very active, putting up posters in and around Paris. The camp, held near Arles, included people from all over France, plus students from Spain, England, Germany, Morocco, and Brazil. There were approximately 70 participants from all walks of life, ranging in age from 6 to 50. People in Japan usually notice how bright and relaxed Shintaido members at a gashku or workshop are compared to participants in other Japanese athletic groups. But even with my experience of Japanese workshops, I was quite surprised to see how casual this French gathering was. The French attitude seemed to be that they were being taught by a friend from Japan, rather than a sensei, a respected teacher, perhaps a reflection of their natural character, although their attitude toward the study of hidden truth and their humility and serious concerning individual initiative are admirable. This kind of bright, open atmosphere enabled me to relax and behave freely, perhaps in part because I was freed from some of my responsibilities as a teacher. However, when it is a question of transmitting a culture, this type of relationship will sooner or later prove inadequate. The Tao, or Wei in the East, used to be closed to all but a few disciples who had to be approved by the master. This is similar to the relationship between master and apprentice in the old European guild system. This strict kind of apprenticeship training featured a strong, compact human bond, 
Naturally, the student would earnestly try not only to assimilate the master's specific techniques, but also to discover the experiences and wisdom behind the techniques which had been handed down from countless generations. The constant way is the Tao which cannot be verbalized. There are so many truths which are silently scattered along this way. Only through the bond between master and disciple, developed through a long period of human history, can the seeker hope to find these hidden truths. Shintaido was successful in crashing through the narrow gate which leads to the way, and in that moment made an opening for people all over the world. That is why many have gathered at the entrance, acquired the truth, and found fulfillment. You might, on the other hand, just find yourself standing motionless on this speechless path. Only your own incredible effort, only your own hand, can grasp the unspoken truth. In most cases, human relations in the West are developed horizontally, but in the East, despite recent tendencies to the contrary, vertical relationships generally remain as in days of old. Societal relations are based on and reflect family relationships, wherein individuals work while they are young to contribute to the group, but when they grow old and infirm, they are in turn supported by others. With respect to the master-student or master-disciple relationship in the East, there is mutual and equal responsibility despite the relative superiority or inferiority of their positions. In the West, there is a tendency for the positions themselves to be equal. Eastern disciples will totally accept and follow the teacher's direction in every aspect of their lives, which they place in the sensei's hands. Through this kind of human relationship, a student can learn the ways of masters from many earlier generations. By devoting themselves to one master, trying to fill themselves completely with the master's teaching, the student can absorb the forms, the kata of thinking, which have come down through many generations, just as the desert absorbs water. By following the teacher, they can reach the true self and go on to create something new which can, in turn, be transmitted to subsequent generations. The teacher will take total responsibility for the student, not only in the training hall or dojo, but in all details of private life and in planning the future as well. It may be hard for Westerners to believe it, but there are many such masters at the present time, and they are not the exceptions, who will sacrifice their own lives for the well-being of their students, finding jobs, marital partners, in fact, just about anything. If a teacher cannot do this kind of job, society cannot rate them as a true teacher or master. Of course, Japanese society has changed greatly in recent years, but even in the most modern, giant, trading companies or commercial enterprises, human relationships are still vertical to a degree surprising to most Westerners. It must be admitted that Western horizontal types of human relations are most appropriate and functional when doing business or trade, but it is deficient as a means of completely handing down a spiritual tradition from generation to generation. At the risk of overgeneralizing, I might say that Western society has no way to transmit the world of spirit, kokoro no sekai, which can compare to that found all over India, China, Korea, and Japan.
Eastern human relations are truly the mother's womb in which the magnificent spiritual world is created. In Japan, this world is found in the tea ceremony, no plays, martial arts, flower arrangement, archery, and other disciplines. I therefore believe that our friends overseas can reach a deep understanding of the Eastern spiritual world to a degree they might not have imagined beforehand if they can experience in a profound way the kind of relationship I have described. When I am with people from abroad who are studying Shintaido in Japan, I can see that beautiful and solid human relationships, transcending the distance between West and East, have been formed, and I cannot hide my admiration for them and happiness to be in their midst. However, when I see a Japanese instructor trying to do something for his non-Japanese student, albeit in a quiet or hidden way, and hear that student complaining about the teacher without trying to understand what they are really doing, I find that we have a problem we must resolve if we want to overcome the barriers which stand in the way of mutual understanding. The day will soon come when students from the Middle East, Africa, and communist countries will be joining Shintaido. In order to have complete understanding among all members, we must reconfirm that Shintaido is deeply rooted in one country's soil, as I wrote at the beginning of chapter 2, and focuses directly on the question of life and death, which goes beyond borders, nationality, race, and time itself. I believe it is very beautiful to see the sweat on a person, regardless of race or nationality, when he or she is seriously challenging the intensively demanding jumping exercise called kaikyakusho for three or four kilometers on an ocean beach. I can also see wondrous beauty in two persons who cannot speak the same language but are performing a partner exercise, a kumite, at first roughly, and then more and more smoothly and deeply until they attain complete unification of rhythm, breathing, and focus, kokyu in Japanese. There is another kind of incomparable beauty which has struck me. This occurs when I'm giving some explanation to non-Japanese and they press around me, their imaginations burning with a desire to learn. Most of my effort when I was creating Shintaido was directed to the idea of creating a system which would enable people to reach a high level of growth. So, if we meet some difficulties in understanding Shintaido, let us try to overcome these difficulties, rather than changing the system of Shintaido itself. I wanted to gather as many people as possible through Shintaido and let them know the world which is revealed by this method. It is not Shintaido which comes to them, but they, the learners, must come to it. You must grasp for yourself and not wait to be served before complaining that the method of giving is wrong. First examine your way of learning to see where the fault lies. It is not only the exotic or the unusual that foreigners are looking for in Japan. Although foreigners' way of research may be quite different from our Japanese ways, they too are looking for a new method to develop themselves. I believe they will find in Japan a philosophy which can lead all the people of the world to a new life. We do not have to try to flatter each other. It is enough to come with an open, unprejudiced mind. There may be a philosophy in the world which can lead and give life to its inhabitants. What I did was to look for it and found in Japan a method that allowed me to express it. 
There are many Shintaido members who happen to find Shintaido here in Japan or who came here for the purpose of studying it. Included among them are some who have recovered their health, which had been completely devastated by drugs. Others found the true meaning of what they had studied in other fields when they came to Japan to study Shintaido. One individual was a missionary who was freed from dogma and found that love itself will give life to people. Another joined after a long history of karate study in his own country and found what he was searching for in the practice of Shintaido. Yet another found the ultimate purpose he had been seeking in life. There are many people who have had similar experiences in Shintaido. If you do Shintaido with a proper attitude, if you seek with a beginner's mind, you will surely reap abundant fruits, recovering your body's natural condition in a natural way and discovering a vastly expanded world. A new culture is never born without a parent culture to nurture and develop it. No culture has ever come into being without the blood and sweat of many individuals. Shintaido, conceived in the womb of a warrior tradition, is one of these new cultures, marking the dawn of a planetary age that will unite humankind. If you enjoyed today's podcast, the most important thing you can do to help is to tell people about us. Share the podcast on your social media and give us a good rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to this. Shintaido of America is a member-supported nonprofit organization, and there are many ways to support our truly micro-budget production of educational materials. And I really mean that. We produce a huge amount of content on volunteer power, but some things just require a few bucks in the bank. So make a donation or become a member of Shintaido of America. You can do that. Sign up for our free email newsletter and also find all kinds of free educational resources at our website www.shintaido.org. That's whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Sierra Hotel India November Tango Alpha India Delta Oscar. Oscar Romeo Golf. You can also find us on Instagram on Facebook and on YouTube by searching for Shintaido of America. And our email address is podcast at shintaido.org. Our episode today was recorded and edited by me, David Franklin, with support from Sarah Baker, Connie Borden, Teresa Soldatova, Jim Sterling, the Joe Zawilski Memorial Fund, and of course, the members of Shintaido of America. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Shintaido of America podcast. I'm Shintaido instructor David Franklin. Contents of this podcast, copyright Shintaido of America 2022. Shintaido, opening to life.